Okay. What is the third article of the creed? I believe the third article of the creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Yes, good. If you ever get confused about the articles of the creed, just think of the Trinity, which is what? It is the Trinity. Yes, that's why the creed is divided into three articles. The first article is about the, the Father. The second article is about the Son. The third article is about the Holy Spirit. Yes. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot I my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him which means what you believe that you can't believe You can't, though. That's what you're confessing in the creed. Who is it that lets you believe? Jesus. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's what you're saying here. But all by yourself, Cameron, the only thing that you can believe is that you can't believe. Oh. All by yourself. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit does what? The Holy Spirit has Power. called me... By the what? Gospel. Yes. He has done what to you? Enlightened. He has enlightened you with his gifts. gifts and he has sanctified, sanctified and Correct. What does it mean to be sanctified? Where do you hear sanctus? It's in the liturgy. The sanctus is one of the songs. Holy, holy, holy. Uh, Sanctus means holy. So to be sanctified is to be made holy. So... I believe that I cannot. Well, yes, but now you have to use the words here. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me yes yes called me by the gospel he has enlightened me with yes and yes and yes I don't want to have to give you a test 
you know, if you do well here, I don't have to give you a test. But if you don't do well here, I have to give you a test. Now, you three are not in my class. But you three are. Ten minutes a day is all you need. These aren't that long. And they're not that hard either. When I was your age, I had to do ten times more than what you have to do. So you're lucky. You have it easy, you kids. You don't know how easy you have it. Okay. You don't have... You want to spend 100 minutes a day? You say you had to, uh, you had 10 more than we did. So you had I had to spend 10 times more things to learn than you did. And I had to walk uphill to school both ways. And they didn't cancel school when it snowed. Okay, the term quiz. And the term quiz, I told you that it may or may not be the names, and it is the names. So if you studied the names of people, then you did a good thing. Well, Heath, and I'm going to give you a very special one, which is all just places, not names. Oh, no, I studied other words. Okay, number one. Number one. The greatest of the Old Testament prophets. And I will give you a bonus point if you can name any one name for the group of books this greatest prophet wrote. In the Old Testament? In the Old Testament. So I need you to write down his name for sure. And I need... If you want a bonus point, you have to write down one of the names of the group of books that this man wrote. The greatest of the Old Testament prophets. I'll give you a little bit more. He was called by God to speak his word and to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. This person wrote a group of books, and there are a few different names for that entire group of books. You can write down any one name for those group of books. You only get one bonus point. So you don't need to write all, however many there are. Just one will do. Number two. The wife of... Abraham and the mother of Isaac. The Lord gave her this new name, which means princess. She laughed because God promised her a son in her old age. Number three. The name of God that was revealed at the burning bush. This name shows that he is the only God of salvation. The name... Pardon me? I need to come back to this. Well, I always give you the option of having me repeat some. 
Number four. This man's Hebrew name means Yahweh is salvation or the Lord saves. He is the man who took Moses' place leading the Israelites. And number five. The man who led a rebellion against Moses with 250 co-conspirators and who was swallowed up by the earth as a punishment. So, so he, he died when he did it, when, when he got swallowed up? Yes. Cameron, the earth went like this. And it opened up and he fell in and then it went sort of like Indiana Jones, which you're probably too young to have ever seen. It's loosely based on the exploits of your uncle, or so I hear. Cameron's uncle. Okay. Heath. You need number three. Okay. Let me find number three. Okay. The name of God that is revealed at the burning bush. It is what God calls himself at the burning bush. And this name shows that God is the only true God of salvation. Okay. Anyone else need one repeated? Emma. Number one. Number one. Okay. <clears throat> the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. This man was called by God to proclaim his word and was called to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And he wrote a group of books that are in the Bible. And if you can tell me one of the names for that whole group of books, you get a bonus point. Which doesn't do anything except forgive you bragging rights. Sophie, you need one as well? Which one do you need? Uh, four. Four. <clears throat> this man's Hebrew name means Yahweh is salvation or the Lord saves. He is the man who took over leading the children of Israel after Moses died. Okay. Number one, Anna. What do you have for number one? Moses. Correct. It is Moses. Do you have a name for the books? Correct. Sophie, do you have a name for the books? Cameron, do you have a name uh, for the books? I only have Judges, so no. No. Heath, do you have a name for the books written down? Pentateuch, but that's wrong. Pentateuch is correct. Torah. Torah, Torah is correct. Emma, did you have one? Okay. If you got one of those correct, mark it down. Number two, Sophie. 
Number two, is Sarah correct? The wife of Abraham, not the wife of Abram. I, I thought it was Sahara. Not Sahara, that is a desert. No, I'm afraid that's not quite right, but you're on the right track. Well, I need to figure out part of it. Yes. Cameron, number three. I had the Holy Spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. Heath. I am. I am. Yes. Remember, in the burning bush, Moses says, but what if they ask me who sent me? And the Lord says, tell them I am has sent you. That's the name of God from the burning bush. Okay, uh, Seth, number four. Joshua. Correct. Joshua. And Emma, number five. Canaan? Not Canaan. No, but you have the right first consonant sound. Anna? Cora. Cora, yes. Uh, Heath? K-O-R-A-H. Yes, that is correct. K-O-R-A-H. Do you have something... Re- Does you have something that... If I looked at it, I could sound it out. K-A-R-A-H. Oh, I'll take that. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Heath. Six out of five. Well done. Seth. Six out of five. Well done. Anna. Good. Cameron? Not bad, but I got three out of five. Well done. Sophie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Emma? Three out of five. Okay. All right. Turn to Judges. The book of Judges. Hey, Pastor? Yes, sir. I think that might have been my first six out of five. Do you want me to look and see? Because I can. I have all the scores from this whole year. I can tell you if that's. First six out five. It is correct. You are correct. That is your first. Okay. We got to scoot here because we don't have a lot of time because we have a service tonight. Judges, the book of Judges. I didn't give a chapter number yet. It's chapter eleven. Judges chapter 11. Oh, I thought it was before. Chapter 11. Big. Yeah, this is jumping a little bit ahead from where we were. Judges is in the Old Testament, Heath. You're a whole testament off. Oops. Yep, this, here's a little hint for you, Heath. This entire year of midweek. Our catechesis is in the Old Testament. Okay, Judges chapter 11, verse 1. Now, Jephthah, the Gileadite, if he is a Gileadite, where is he from? Cameron. The Canaanites? Nope. It does have an it, and that's your clue. Anna, you raised your hand. Um, Gilead. Gilead, yeah. The it just turns a place into a people. If he, Gilead is the place, Gileadite is a person from the place. 
The easiest way to remember that is this way. Israel is a place, and Israelite is the person, okay? Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead begot Jephthah. Do you know what a harlot is? Is it like a musical? It is not a musical instrument, no. No, not at all. A harlot is kind of a not very nice lady who sells her body to men for money. You were way off, yes. Not a musical instrument. A not very nice lady who does not very nice things. So, uh, Gilead begot Jephthah. He had a son with this harlot. Gilead's wife bore sons. And when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Why did the sons of Gilead's wife drive Jephthah away, Heath? Because uh, Jep- what's his name? Jephthah. Mm-hmm. Jephthah. Not the son of their, their mom? Yes. So there's a word for that. We'd say he's an illegitimate. He is the illegitimate son. Because all of Gilead's other sons were sons that he begot from within his marriage. He and his wife had children. But he was not a faithful man to his wife, and he visited a harlot and had a child with the harlot, who is Jephthah. So, he is illegitimate, and why does that upset the brothers? Yes, Heath? Yes, they're upset because he's illegitimate, but there's a reason that's bigger than just that he was illegitimate. What do they say to him? He, You're not going to inherit any of my Yes, what is inheritance? What does it mean to inherit? Somebody that's not Heath. Seth? Um, uh, like, you, like, uh, like when someone dies, you take somebody like items. And their goods, yeah, some of their, their estate their money or their land or their, in this case, their cattle and their fields for farming or for grazing and things like that. So when they die, you get their things. And the brothers of Jephthah don't want him to get any of that inheritance. They don't want to share it with him. Why? Because he is not really fully their brother, and not fully Jephthah's son. He is the illegitimate son, so they want to kick him out. Okay? Verse 3, Anna. Then Jephthah Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. Tob. 
Tob. Yeah, like Job, but with a T. Tob. Tob and worth and worthless man that banded together with Jephthah and went out riding with him. Raiding with him. So what does he do when he is driven away from his home of Gilead? Seth. Uh, he, uh, 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 he goes and like, he went with like worthless people. Yeah, what, are, what does it mean, what are worthless men, Heath? So a poor man, just nobody, like, mm. sort of like a, not really an outcast, but Kind of an outcast. You're on the right track, Cameron. Uh, uh, no one really likes him, and he's, and he's not really worth anything. Well, they aren't worth anything. No, not to the people around them. It's like uh, seedy people, kind of criminal type people, worthless men. They don't. We they don't do a hard day's work. They just lie and cheat and steal. Worthless men and. And what does he do together with them? He bands together and does what, Cameron? He, uh, he, 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 he goes out raiding with them. Yes, but what does that mean, Heath? He's, he followed him and he also settled in Tob. He, well, he did. He settled there and formed a party with the worthless men. But what does it mean that they're raiding, Seth? Yes, it's, they're like pirates, basically. They're like pirates. They ride around to people's homes or people's farms or into towns and they kill people and rob them and steal all their stuff. You know how the Vikings sailed around and would come and kill people and take all of their treasure? That's raiding. So this man leaves and he basically becomes a pirate with all these worthless men. And it came to pass, verse 4... That's you, Sophie. After a time, the Midianites made war against Israel. And Cameron, verse 5. And so it was when the people of Ammon made war against Israel that the elders of Gilead went to get to Jephthah from the land of Tob. Yes! Come. They said, be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Ammonites. Yeah. So, what happens? Who are the people of Gilead? Heath? The elders. Yeah, who are the elders? What does that mean? They, they, um, Cameron, you raised your hand. Do you know what the elders of Gilead? No, I wasn't. I wasn't raising my hand. Oh, yes, he. Were they like the people? Were they like? They're the people in charge, which means they're also some of the same people that kicked Jephthah out to begin with. So they kicked him out of Gilead when he left and went to Tob and became a pirate, and then. Israel went to war with the Ammonites and weren't doing so well. And they needed somebody powerful, 
So they went and they called Jephthah back and said, Well, hey, would you please be the guy who takes charge of the armies so that you can help them win? Okay, kind of cheeky, isn't it? Well, Jephthah thinks so too. Verse 7, Seth. But, but Jephthah said to the, elder, er, the elders of Goath, mm-hmm. Did he not hate me and drive me out of my father's house? Why have you come to me and come to me now when you are in distress? Mm-hmm. And the elders of Gilead. Gilead said to Jephthah. Jephthah. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say than it looks. Jephthah. Jephthah is how. That's fine. Don't worry. No, that's okay. You don't have to apologize. And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah that... Is how... Why? Mm-hmm. That is why... We have... Turned... Turned again mm-hmm. to you now... That you may go with us and fight mm-hmm. against against the people of Ammon. Ammon and by the sorry. Our That means all the people who live there. Of Gilead. Yes. Emma, you don't have to apologize when you read, okay? You just read. Don't worry about it, all right? You're just fine. Yes. So they say, well, we came to you because we needed you to help us. Some nerves. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead Gilead. Gilead said to Jephthah, Mm -hmm. The Lord will be a witness between us if we do not according to your words. Yes. So, he said, if, I, if I'm the leader of the army and I win, what are they going to make him? What is he going to be? The leader of the, guild, the Israelites. Yes, which is called a what? The commander? Nope. The name no. of the book. Judge. The judge. Yes, the, the judge. The, 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 he will He will be the judge. 
So uh, that's a big deal for him. He makes the deal that, yeah, I'll take over and I'll help you, but uh, if I am successful, then you have to make me the judge. The guy that you kicked out of your land is now going to be the guy who rules you. A strange twist of fate. Now we're going to jump ahead really quickly uh, to verse 12. And I'm going to read most of this because we're running out of time. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, saying, What do you have against me that you have come to fight against me in my land? And the king of the people of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok and to the Jordan. Now therefore restore those lands peaceably. Why are they going to war? To restore the lands peaceably. Well, that's what Ammon wants. He says the Israelites stole land from them. Did Israel steal land from them? No. No. So Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon and said to him, Thus says Jephthah, Israel did not take away the land of Moab nor the land of the people of Ammon. For when Israel came up from Egypt, they walked through the wilderness as far as the Red Sea and came to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please let me pass through your land. But the king of Edom would not heed. Remember that? They, wouldn't, they couldn't go through. They had to go around. I remember that part. Yes. Yes, Anna. Where is this? This is, uh, this is verse 18. Uh, excuse me. This is verse 17. And in like manner they sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained in Kadesh, and they went along through the wilderness and bypassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab, came to the east side of the land of Moab, and encamped on the other side of the Arnon. But they did not enter the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, king of the Hezbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land into our place. But Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So Sihon gathered all his people together, encamped in Jahaz, and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, And they defeated them. Thus Israel gained possession of all the land of the Amorites who inhabited that country. They took possession of all that territory of the Amorites from the Arnon to the Jabbok and from the wilderness to the Jordan. And now the Lord God of Israel has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Chemosh, your God, gives you to possess? Whatever the Lord, our God, takes possession of before us, we will possess. 
And now are you any better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Do you remember Balak? What did he do? The king of Moab. Um, he hired a man to do what to Israel? Anna. Curses. Yes, to curse. What's the name of the guy he hired to curse him? Seth. Balaam. Balaam. What's the fun thing about Balaam? Seth. Oh, his donkey talked to him. His donkey talked to him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Balaam's donkey talked to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yes, that's been a little while ago. Did he ever strive against Israel? Did he ever fight against them? While Israel dwelt in Heshbon and its villages, in Aroyer and its villages, and in all the cities along the banks of the Arnon for 300 years, why did you not recover them within that time? Therefore I have not sinned against you, but you wronged me by fighting against me. May the Lord the judge render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. However, the king of the people of Ammon did not heed the words that Jephthah sent him. What does, the, was, does Jephthah remind that king about? That whole big long thing. Yes, Cameron. Yeah, he did not sin. Yes, the children of Israel didn't do anything. These people told us not to go through their land, so we didn't. And then they got mad at us, and they sent their armies to come after us, even though we didn't do anything wrong. And because they sent their armies against us, because they tried to curse us, the Lord cursed them. Yes? So it's like this... Oh my gosh. This, like you said, like every single uh, verse of the Bible in the Old Testament for Jesus... This is like whenever Jesus died and he uh, wanted the God to forgive them for uh, putting Jesus on the cross. Well, that's not what he's saying here, but you are sort of right in that all of this at the end of the day points ahead to Christ. So you're, you're seeing beyond what we're looking at now, which is good. Now, jumping ahead again, to verse, oh, I guess we're not, 29. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced toward the people of Ammon. Is he by himself? No. No, he's got his army. Okay? So this means that he's taking his army and he's leading them to go fight the Ammonites and their army. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord. And he said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he defeated them from Eroyer as far as Minith, twenty cities, and to Abel-Kerimim with a very great slaughter. 
Thus the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. What did Jephthah do as he was marching his army? Cameron? He, well, they, they marched through 20 cities. That's when they defeated the, the Ammonites. But before that, while he was getting ready to fight them, what did he do? This is a really important thing. He made a... Sophie. A vow? Yes, what is a vow? It's like whenever you get married, you make a vow to you cannot break. It's kind of like a promise. It is, yeah, it's like a solemn promise. And he calls upon the name of the Lord and makes a vow according to the name of the Lord. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Why is it a bad thing? To vow in the name of the Lord. Is that why the Lord's name is given? No. No. Remember from the Catechism, we should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, lie, use satanic arts, all of those things, deceive. And he is swearing. That's to make a vow. He's swearing using the name of the Lord. He's taking the Lord's name in vain. The problem with his vow is that he says, well, if I win, I'll give you this thing. Then he starts to make the victory about who? Himself. Himself. Yeah. I made a promise to the Lord, and that's why he delivered them. But the Lord had already said he was going to deliver them. So he's made a double mistake here. Now, when Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing, and she was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. Why is he upset? Because he... He, like, swore on the Lord. But he swore to do what? To never break, to keep his word. Anna, what did he he vow? Whoever walks through the door when he gets back um, will be a burnt offering. Yes, it'll be the Lord's. If I win, anything, the, the first thing that comes out of the door of my house, I'll give to the Lord as a burnt offering. And who comes out? The child. His... Only daughter. Yes. Now, does he kill his daughter? No. No. Because the Lord does not want Israel to kill their children. What happens to his daughter is that she then uh, is devoted to service in the tabernacle. But that means that she doesn't get to marry and she doesn't get to have any children. And she is Jephthah's only child. So he is upset. Why? Because she doesn't get to, like, live her life. Well, he's a little more selfish than that, actually. Yes? No grandchildren. No grandchildren. And what's the thing about grandchildren? What do they carry on? Sophie? Yes, the generations. The generations of a family, right? So it's it's another generation of you. 
So if I have a bunch of children that have a bunch of children and then I have a bunch of grandchildren, they are all from me. And that's my mark. And I have left something behind when I die. All of those generations that came from me. And Jephthah, he wants a little bit to be famous. So now he's upset because when he is gone, there will be no remembrance of him. And that is part of the punishment for him of having made the vow, taking the Lord's name in vain, that now he does not get generations that will carry on his name and his title and his fame. Okay, your memory from the creed. What does this mean, part two? Okay, in the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth. Okay, now, your terms, you have three of them. Jephthah, that new judge, a vow, which is a solemn oath or promise, and Mizpah. Mizpah is the place where they said that they would make Jephthah the judge. Okay, those are your three. Now, if you are in my wife's class, you get these for next time. Okay? Any questions? Hey, All right. Pastor? Yes. Me and Sophie accidentally already studied Jephthah. Then good. Then you know those terms, and you'll be really good on the term quiz for next time, then, won't you? Okay, we've got to go to the service.